If ever you are approached by an old man wearing a black trapper hat with tiny skulls hanging from the rim and he's holding a sealed letter stamped in blood red wax, be extremely careful. This is no ordinary old man and that's no ordinary letter. Make sure you turn away from him. You'll want him to believe you have no interest in his letter. Then, make sure you turn toward him. Make him believe you are very interested in his letter. You must then say to the old man, By the blood spilled in the name of names, I have read the letter and have unleashed the white chameleon. The old man will smile and nod and walk away knowing certain doom was avoided. For now. Welcome, Seekers. It is I, your headmaster, timekeeper of the stone frogs in Tongath, grocery shopper for little old babies, secret holder and hider for the Guru of Yonder, and I bring to you the Montevera Chronicle. Seekers, I am excited to inform you that as of two days ago, Gregory, my pet rattlesnake, was nominated for the Lifetime Achievement Award in the field of snaky stuff. I can't tell you what joy it brings me. We've worked hard these last few years. It's not easy, you know. What with all the anti-snaky propaganda being pushed by the opposition. The opposition is always pushing things. Last week, they pushed a painting on the wall until it was slightly off-center, just to get under my skin. Ooh, I hate the opposition, and I don't hate many things, Seekers. But enough of that. It's time to celebrate Gregory. I plan on taking him for a night out on the town. He'll undoubtedly ask for a mani-pedi, and you know what? He deserves it. It's not every day they hand out these awards. Just every other day. The philosophers of the Sixth Water Shrine have begun building their next experimental shrine atop Mount Ravenil, in hopes of harnessing aura from <laughs> the wind. I don't need to remind you, Seekers, that this little stunt of theirs is likely an attempt to gain favor with the Guru of Yonder after the embarrassing events that took place at last year's lighting of the torch that isn't really there. I'll never forget the look on everyone's face when the water guru, in charge of lighting the torch, realized he was pouring water on the non-existent torch rather than fuel. He brought the whole ceremony to a premature end. <laughs> oh, these gurus. And I should add in their defense that apparently it is not all the water gurus from the Sixth Shrine who are embarking on this silly quest but only some six or seven of them. And they're now asking to be referred to as the Gurus of the Wind Shrine 
and all seekers who wish to pay homage to the new wind shrine should please keep the following in mind. When approaching Mount Ravenil, you will inevitably reach an ancient and very old rope bridge, which we just built, and that will allow you to cross over a chasm of horror. After crossing this bridge, use your third best singing voice to call out for a mountain guide. The mountain guide will then wait until the next blood moon before approaching you. You'll know what to do from there. Huh, it looks like they just copied word for word the same instructions all shrines use. <sighs> Figures, is it too much to ask for a little originality? The gorgeous new girl in town, the one who was delivered to us in the glowing orb by disappearing ocean ships from across the sea, and now everyone knows her name to be Lenka? She now resides in the Montevera Clinic for strangers with unknown origins who won't wake up, or for short. She's been clothed and fed by psychic palm readers who are often used by doctors to clothe and feed people through the use of their psychic palm reading ways. After several days of observation, the doctors concluded that they definitely want to let her sleep. And it's probably best not to wake her cause she might have cooties and yuck. Can you imagine? They've decided to wait it out and grab BLTs, but the fresh ones, the ones you gotta go to the trader's market for just north of the unwelcome wood, they're recommending that everyone in Montevera get their circle, circle, dot, dot, just in case. They also stated that Lenka, beautiful, silver-haired, warmest, death-skinned Lenka, will have to answer many questions when she finally wakes from her slumber. Like, why is she here? Where did she come from? And of course, the question on everybody's mind. To be or not to be. The whole city awaits, beautiful Lenka. The whole city. Many of you have been writing letters, asking for the whereabouts of my office. It seems that many of you are finding the labyrinth-esque, portal-filled design of our shrine a little bit difficult to navigate. I'm really not sure how to make it any more clear. It's directly around... Just behind... With the other room. I really can't make it any more simple than that. The kindergartners, who were planting coffee beans all over the city, have begun to wear folded-up bandanas on their foreheads. But not just any folded-up bandanas. 
These are the kind of bandanas most people wear when forcing their entry into the astral plane. No one dares ask them why, but if those kindergartners are planning on invoking astral sentience to help with their secret coffee campaign, they have another thing coming. Astral sentience have always been pretty clear that they do not take part in human affairs, or in dog affairs, sometimes in cat affairs, never in lizard affairs, always in chipmunk affairs, and every now and then in first grader affairs. Maybe this will teach those kindergartners not to go messing around with coffee beans and hyperdimensional bandanas. Flocks of lilac-breasted rollers, my favorite bird, have been seen flying from west yonder to east yonder and back. This alone is not a strange occurrence. Plenty of animals do this. Goldfish, pine trees, indie rock, ice cream, you know, all those. But what made this particular migration stand out from the rest was the formation in which they were flying. Bird-watching experts described it as neither here nor there nor anywhere. Neither rabbit, nor hare, nor truth or dare. Have you ever heard of birds doing that? I have, but I'm not telling. The guru from the seventh thunder shrine, the one that ventured into the unwelcome wood in search of the origins of the insidious midnight wailing, has met with locals and I must say seekers, what you're about to hear is not for the faint of heart. It seems that his evil chicken called many of the locals begging them to warn the guru to leave the woods as soon as possible. However, after informing him of this, they've refused to let him go until he in fact discovers the source of the insidious wailing. Find it, Guru, said one woman in sackcloth. Find it and bring it to us. We has many things to show it. Many things to tell it. Many things to eat it. The Guru had no choice but to agree. She made a compelling argument, after all. The guru did make one special request, however. He was to be accompanied by their best hunter and by their worst hunter. Of course, of course, said the woman. The old best hunter, worst hunter agreement, yes. After shaking hands and hugging it out, they decided to rotate hands and hug it in. Then, accompanied by his two hunters, the guru went about his way into the wood. Chapter 
The Council of Montevera has requested that every man, woman, and child, but not the old people, immediately travel into the future and do their best to stop their future selves from purchasing the new hip and trendy brown wool sweaters. The council did not want to give a reason for this mandate. They simply began to bang their heads against the wall over and over, repeating the word usual. Odd behavior from a group of unicorns, don't you think? Now they're going to have holes all over their walls and that can get expensive. The festival of starlight will still take place even if everyone fails to complete their time traveling mission. After all, the festival must go on. But they insist that things will be much less unhealthy and threatening for everyone if everyone would simply do as, as they, they are, are told. told. Finally, I have here an entry from the memoirs of Lady Harna Guru, founder and first guru of the Fauna clan. What you are, what anything is, depends on the level of abstraction from which you consider the subject. If you looked up from very, very close, you, seeker, appear to be nothing more than atoms, indistinguishable from a flower or the flu. If looked at from further out, you appear to be a planet traveling through space, orbiting around a star. A single cell does not have a human mind, nor is it aware that the human has a mind of its own. The cell is satisfied with its cell mind. And yet, it is the human looked at from very close. Likewise, a single human does not have a planet mind, nor is it aware that the planet has a mind. It is satisfied by its human mind. Spend time with this perspective and you may just find that things around you begin to change. Farewell, seekers, and never forget to spend time with your guru.